the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the third part in our series on growing. The main reading is Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 to 30. strong words of course um jesus talking so the last few weeks we've been really uh, asking ourselves about our growth and our development and last week we got a little bit um personal didn't we about our bodies and about our minds and about our spirits i don't know if, if we've done anything different this week should ask ourselves shouldn't we uh have we uh, exercised a bit more have we um fasted a bit more have we of course and then we try to say to change our thinking and of course, again, all these things are, are found in the world now, but they're just copies of what the Bible says. Of course, they, they, they say fast is very good for you now. Well, the Bible knows that because he taught us to do that. Um, uh, they talk about, last week we talked about CBT, changing the way we think. Well, of course, the only, only guaranteed way of changing the way we think is taking God's word and replacing those unproductive thoughts. And they say, the CBT says, replace them with productive thoughts. Well, the only wonderful productive thoughts guaranteed is God's word, of course. And the Bible tells us, isn't it? Change your thinking. Take the strongholds, destroy them. And uh, then we talked about our spirit, of course, which is the most important, praying in the word, in fellowship, building each other up and uh, relationally and all those kind of things just challenging ourselves and uh, just giving those questions that we should um, really challenge our hearts and as we were saying i was um, uh, just looking at those questions again uh, with uh, when uh, wesley set up those classes and uh, all the questions they asked but he said these four would always be asked every meeting they would always be asked these four the others were you know you could ask them or not depending who they were these four I'll use the questions then. What known sins have you committed since our last meeting? Okay. Number two, well, you can own up if you want to. Don't you? Number two, what temptations have you met with? Number three, how you delivered? Number four, what have you thought, said, or done, of which you uh, doubt whether it be sin or not? And um, really great, you know, because that's what, that's how we grow, isn't it? When we really open up to ourselves. And uh, I was just looking, and then they had the details of people who left those meetings, and there were a big list of people who just left of their own accord. But other list, a list here where they said, look, because of the, your behaviour, you're gonna have to have time out. And uh, sometimes we uh, listen to some of these now. Uh, two for cursing and swearing. Uh, two for habitual Sabbath breaking, 17 for drunkenness, one for, one for beating his wife. Um, oh, well, obviously only had one there that was beating his wife, wouldn't it? That's enough, obviously, that's enough. Um, use, this is one, one for idleness and laziness. What about this one? 29 were asked to have a, have a time out because of lightness and carelessness. Lightness. lightness and carelessness um, I, I don't really know uh, what that really means but obviously not taking the kingdom of God seriously probably um, and ultimately isn't it we sometimes can be very light with what we have and this is eternity isn't it this is the gospel of God himself 
and uh, we can be careless sometimes. And of course, that might be obviously in life as well. When didn't define that, but I was thought it was quite interesting how they challenge each other. And uh, you know, that's what God longs for us to be, a fellowship that does that and uh, gives the right to each other to do that. Uh, let's start with those verses, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider one another to provoke and to love and to good works, mm-hmm. not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together mm-hmm. as a manner of sinners, but exalting one another mm-hmm. and so much the more as you see the day approaching. See, it's an interesting word there. It says consider. That is, and it doesn't mean consider, it means an ongoing thing. Consider how we can, we can spur the word there is to provoke, a paroxysm they call it, a sudden burst, sharpening, a stirring, a poking. Come on. And he says consider that. That's something we to do, um, consider. It's the same word as when Jesus says consider the lilies of the valleys, consider the ravens. You know, use a bit of thinking. Why? Because we're part of the body. And as you grow, I grow. As you function, I function. And you see, that's... Uh, and, but again, that's be, uh, the ability to speak into each other's life. And that can be quite daunting sometimes, isn't it? But he, what did he say? Confess your faults to one another. Um, and like someone said, we could be here a long time for some of us, of course. <laughs> but you know, it's good to be open and honest and be able to speak into each other's life. Why? Because we are brothers and sisters. And I don't know about you, but in our family, I like to, you know, be pretty straight. They're straight with me, so I'm straight back to them as well. But, uh, but it, it, what I, it, of course, the motivation is, what is it? They're family, isn't they? They're family. And it, this motivation is to steer us on to love and good deeds, what we're created for, to more, more of him and more. So that's the first thing, to be uh, blessed with each other, to stir one another up. Amen. Uh, tonight we're just going to look at the why, why, why. Uh, of course, we looked at growing, developing, and thing. And I suppose the word we're looking at tonight is is the word stewardship. Um, a steward is is a, is a manager, a, an arranger of the household of the estate. He is not the owner. And uh, we we've got to get that first of all. We are not owners. Um, this is what C.S. Lewis said. Amazing quote: Every faculty you have. Your power of thinking or the moving of your limbs limbs from moment to moment is given you by God. If you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not, in a sense, his own already. See, what you know, sometimes we think we're doing God a favor. No, everything we have is God's. Uh, everything we see is the Lord's. Let's read that to make sure we know where we are. Uh, Exodus 19, right back at the beginning, Exodus 19, 4 to 6. You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. The whole world is mine. Everything is mine, he said. Everything is mine. Uh, Psalm 24, verse 1 and 2. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yeah. The world and they that dwell therein. For he that he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Uh, Psalm 89 says, um, The heavens, the earth I created, the worlds are all mine, I founded them. Um, 
I was just reading through Daniel, and, uh, and it, it's good sometimes to read different translations because something again popped out. I love that when thing popped out. I was thinking about Nick and uh, Wendy on Sunday when they were looking at a few things they'd noticed that we hadn't seen before. It just popped out. It's God's word, isn't it? Um, and uh, as I was reading Daniel five, Belshazzar, oh, Belshazzar, and um, Daniel comes in, and this is what he says. He says, "Now you should have known better, because you're." forefather, grandfather Nebuchadnezzar, remember him, he said, when he became proud, the Lord brought him down, he ate with the animals, <clears throat> and then the Lord exalted him when he, he acknowledged who God was. <coughs> he said, no, you knew that, yet you did not take note. He said, you, here you are now in this party, you've been drinking, you've been worshipping the gods of this, and you've been getting the goblets and the, and the things from the treasury, and you've worshipped the Lord. And then he says this, um, but you've not worshipped him, Whose, um, whose life breath is in your hand, is in his hands, and your ways are in his hands. You have not glorified him. And I've never seen that before. Your breath is in his hands, yet you've not worshipped him or glorified him. That's amazing. See, our very next breath is in his hands. And that, again, just again, brings us a little bit of a foundation to really understand. Look, look, my time's are in his hands. Everything I have is given. Everything we have from the Lord is received, remember? We, we haven't earned it. Salvation to as many as believe, to those who receive. Take my yoke upon me. Come, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Receive everything we have from the Lord. Our baptism in the Spirit is received. It's not earned. We trust the Lord and we receive it. So everything we have from the Lord is received. Um, and of course, we must understand that. And uh, if we remember, we looked at about uh, how, how our love is for the Lord. And we looked at the things that, uh, that can, can cool our love off. Um, one is, uh, as we said before, uh, being full and satisfied. And the other is forgetting what the Lord has done. And, and uh, Moses understood this. And when Deuteronomy is a fantastic book, and he, he's, he's so clear and plain. Now, look, follow the ways of the Lord. And he tells them, this is what's going to happen if you don't. And uh, let's read that. It's a bit long, but it's a great passage. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, 10 to 18. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, the thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of the hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known, to humble and to test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and my strength and my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. So he gives, and he gives us the ability. Of course, they were saying, look, you will say to yourself, oh, didn't we do this on our own? Didn't our own power, our own ability? And he said, oh, slow down. We'll give you the ability. We'll give you the power. 
So he was bringing them back to the foundation that God is the owner, God is the originator. In the beginning, God. It is all about him. Sunday morning, we just talk, we're going to talk about our, our life is all about glorifying him. Not about me at all. It's about glorifying him. And uh, that's why we were created, to know him and to show him, to glorify him. Isn't that amazing? Um, and of course, uh, the old flesh will say, oh, I'm pretty good. Oh, look at this, look at this. Woo! And the, the Bible says, remember, remember, keep it up most in mind, God the creator, God who holds your breath in his hands is the creator. So now we know that we, he is the owner, then we've got to understand that everything we have is a gift from God and is to be treated as such. Now, that's, that's going to be interesting because uh, the, your, your wife, your husband, your kids, your job, everything you have is being given by God. Ooh. So we treat them as such. Oh, now, now, Dave, careful now. Is it true? He owns everything? So let's, let's just delve into it. Ultimately, the responsibility, accountability um, in every area of our lives. Uh, he is creator. Don't forget also, more than that, he's our redeemer. So we are doubly his, if you like. He created us and he purchased us. So there is no argument, is there? Even if we, if we think there is. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. <clears throat> Do you not know that the bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price, therefore, on a guard with your bodies. Of course, we looked at that last week, didn't we? Your body. Look after it. Why? Because it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we look after it. We watch what we do with it. We, we, we minister and we make sure that it isn't doing things it shouldn't be doing. And, and Paul said, didn't he? I, I beat my body. I bruise my body so I will not become a, a castaway. So there's, there's our foundation. Well, let's look at what God looks for us to do in all things. All things is for him, to him, from him, everything. Colossians 3, 23, 22, 24. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not to thy service as men pleases, but in singleness of heart, fearing God, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Yeah. Very clear, isn't it? In everything. So your employer is not your employer. You're doing it for the Lord. And that's a challenge. That means um, we don't go in late, do we? We ain't been late anyway. It's one of my uh, bugbears. But, um, so we are there, aren't we, on time? And we, we put a shift in. Uh, will we be the best there? Maybe not, but we'll, make, we'll do our best, won't we? And uh, we'll put our... So I, I love the, the story of Daniel. Again, reading through Daniel this week. And um, in Daniel 6, the, the, the Bible says they tried to find something uh, in his faithlessness, in his, um, his integrity, in his work. And the Bible says they couldn't find a thing. They couldn't find anything on him. No dirt on him at all. No skeletons in the cupboard. And so they had to make something up, didn't they? They had to make something up. Uh, and that's a great test to me, isn't it? Uh, and um, I, I said it before. Um, 
uh, when they used to come to be ministers and when they applied for ministry, um, they would the sort of uh, the AUG would would go and speak to their employers <coughs> to see what kind of work. And I thought that was very good. No, <laughs> that's very good because you know that's the bottom line. Home work. That's where we spend most of our time for us who work at home. And then we are the really we, we really are the people see the past the facade because you can't keep the facade for too long, can you? Because someone will wind you up, you know, either in the home or in work, and uh, you always get some you don't really get on with so much, do you? Get on your nerves a bit, and so. But in everything, for the Lord, for the Lord, Ephesians six, five to seven. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, and according to the flesh with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as under Christ, not with eye service as men pleases, but at the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, as to the Lord and not to men. Again, very clear, isn't it? Everything we do is to him, it's for him. With singleness of heart, that's again, twice that's, that's occurred, singleness of heart, there's a focus, because our eyes are all on him. And so, because we are his, we are representing his, we are his ambassadors, we are his children. We are, we are showing him forth. So at work, at work, um, what about our tithes, our money, our investments? Remember, what did we say before? Um, we can either say, um, how much of my money do I use for God? <coughs> or, how much of God's money do I use for myself? <laughs> and of course, because it is all God's, um, again, we just looking at the books there, we, we, we're going to have to give an accounting, aren't we, of what we've done with our money and our investments. And again, what does the Bible say? Lay up treasure in heaven where moth and rust can't corrupt and, and destroy. He said, everything you, you amass down here, remember, is going to be left behind or left to the people behind us. No, they want a couple of bob, of course, but not too much. Yeah, not much, are they? 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 19. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Yeah, this is very clear, isn't it? Now, in, in biblical context and in world context, we're all rich, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Now, you may say to yourself, well, yeah, I'm going to do with a couple of bar more, and everyone can say that. But in world context, we are rich people. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have everything we need and more, and, uh, you know, we can look around the world at, at people who've got no water, no electricity, and that can be in billions. Um, so we are rich. And he says they're very, very careful. Don't be lofty. Don't put your expectation, your hope, your trust in uncertain riches. Um, but put it in the living God. And see, what we do, we're investing, we're giving, we're giving. And uh, people say, how much I should give? Well, again, remember, uh, Old Testament teaching would say tithes. Tithing is a New Testament teaching because Jesus said, now you've tithed, boys, but you've neglected mercy, justice, and righteousness. Now you should have done that without neglecting the former. Keep doing it, but ultimately, remember, everything that is yours is God's. So we've got to be open to that and for the Lord to say, Lord, 
you know, he can prompt us on our hearts. Dave, you know, that is a need over there. Well, keep your eyes open. Uh, Dave, send, send somebody down that way. Um, and you see, as we are walking with the Lord, see, because everything is the Lord's, we are, we are stewards, we are just managers. He can say, Dave, come on. Now, what, what happens is, this year sometimes goes deaf, doesn't it? Nah. But uh, thankfully, um, brought up to, to uh, it's never been an issue, thankfully, uh, giving. It's been, uh, uh, my grandparents were uh, two, two widows, had hardly anything, but very generous. They did, in fact, they, you, know, you, you didn't have anything, in a sense, but they were very generous. And then, uh, modelled by mum and dad, um, giving away, giving money. I always remember um, my mum and dad having a little bit of an argument. Because uh, <laughs> uh, it was about the time of the miners' strike, and uh, we we had a youth group up in Trinant, and every year we'd take, we'd go to a Christian camp, actually a Pentecostal camp, we were in a Methodist church then. And um, there, there were a few, few people who, who couldn't afford it, or afford to go. And uh, I remember our dad paid our mum saying, oh, I don't know about that, Howard. Uh, and uh, I remember him saying, it's the kingdom. And uh, she, she said, okay. <laughs> she didn't argue then, because it's the kingdom. It's, 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 it's greater than what we think, isn't it? When we invest into the kingdom. So we're giving, and our investment is for eternity, not for time. And that's real powerful, isn't it? And it's a great acid test, really, uh, and a thermometer. Uh, where, where, what is someone saying? Let me look at your checkbook. I'll see where your heart is. I'll see how you, 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 where, where you are. And so there's, there's our, our, our ties. That which is, I suppose, in one sense, which is what we work for, is, is, is us, in a sense, that money, isn't it? It represents what we've earned. Um, but again, remember, it's God who's given us the ability uh, to do that. Time, time. Um, we are stewards of time. Remember, we have a finite amount of time. Just reading an amazing quote by Spurgeon. He said, doesn't matter what you do. He said, the beat of time carries on. He said, you can jump off the horse. You can get jump off the chariot. He said, it's still going. It's still going. He said, the beat of time is, going to, is coming and going. So, again, understanding. And, of course, it all revolves around investing, um, looking at, at what we are doing when we're looking about time. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine. My God, on, yeah, finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, be circumspect. That means to trace out your life carefully. The other Sunday morning we talked about markers. Put markers up in your life signpost it because otherwise naturally the old nature will drift from God it always does doesn't it, it always takes us from the Lord that's why we put markers up we say this is what is going to be in my plan every day it's discipline some may call it legalistic but I, I need it because my flesh drifts away I need some sharp uh, markers to say Dave this is what you need to do today this is what you need to put in place today to keep a, a real a circumspect track and he says make the most of it redeem the time it's a lovely word in it redeeming the time buying back the time making most making every moment count and um, it's good just to just be sober minded sometimes and just look and read read you know the obituary sometimes and realize 
I do that now. Um, but time, time, isn't it? Is is finite. We have and, and making the most of every day. Sometimes we don't, do we? A day goes by, we waste it. We waste on this, doing that. We, God help us. We have one day at a time to grab a hold of that life and really, uh, um, in a sense, milk it for all it is his. So be circumspect. Be Walk wisely. Moses, uh, an old man at the time, what did he say? Psalm 90, we've looked at that many times before. Teach me to number my days aright so I'll have a heart of wisdom. See, he wanted to understand the, the, the brevity of life. So what wisdom is, is making the right choices, making the right decisions. And uh, sometimes we, we, we are making decisions for time and not for eternity. And that's, uh, that's why he says, teach me to number my days aright. So I'm steward of my time. And God is saying, Dave, why have you wasted so much time? Wasted, God, help us, Lord. And our talents, bless the Lord, our talents, what God gives us. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 to 2. This then is how you ought to regard us, as servants of Christ and of those entrusted with the mysteries of God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Trustworthy, faithful with that which is God has given us. So everything, isn't it? Everything God gives us, we're looking after, we're investing, we are faithful with, we really are. Um, uh, because remember the commendation? It isn't well done, Dave, you did a fantastic job, you were so wonderful, you, you know. No, 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 the commendation was good, faithful, faithful. Um, being faithful, trustworthy, reliable with God's word. God's word. Of course, Paul was talking there, and you'll find it. We'll just read. Uh, let's read one, 1 Corinthians nine, uh, sixteen, seventeen. When I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. Again, he said, discharging the trust, which means he's a steward of that which God has given him. And uh, he, he, a number of times through the, through the uh, letters that Paul wrote, he said, this gospel was entrusted to me. Remember, he says of us, God has entrusted the gospel to me and you. 2 Corinthians 5, the message of rec reconciliation is given to us. That's why we are ambassadors, where we appeal for people, be reconciled to God. We are God's workmanship, God's mouthpiece, God's hands. That's why he says, be salt and light, being and doing. Let the light of the gospel shine. And of course, it is being, but if we read it on, what does he say? They will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So it is being, but ultimately, out of being, we are doing what he asks us because people will see the difference that he makes. Ultimately, why? Because we know that everything we have is God-given and is to be looked after faithfully and well. Um, 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11. 7 to 11, sorry. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. 
Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Those who have received a gift, as us all, use it, employ it, what? Not for your benefit, not for your exaltation, to serve one another. Remember, it's all about other people, isn't it? Remember, we talked about being um, stumbling blocks and all those kind of things because it's about others. Serving one another as good stewards, good stewards of the manifold grace. Remember, it's being the gift is grace given to glorify Him. So, faithfulness, doing well, doing good, if you like. Um, ultimately, why? Because we all have to give an account of the Lord. Because He's going to say, Dave, Let's have a look at the books. Let's have a look at your management, your steward of everything. And that's powerful, isn't it? So we do look. Um, you know, when we had young kids, we, we, did, we did pray and read with them um, uh, when they went to bed. Um, some of us have got, or some of you have got grandchildren. Don't be afraid to, when you take, put them to bed to pray with them. Don't be afraid of it. Um, Saying grace at the table. That's basic, isn't it? But what you're doing, you're making God the centre of the house. The couples, we pray with each other. Um, uh, and and if, you, if you haven't got a saved couple, you pray over her. Lay hands on her. Oh, him. <laughs> uh, sometimes you feel like it. But remember, remember, gift from the Lord. Bless the Lord. Every good and perfect gift, what comes from him, the Father of lights, who has no parallax, no shadow of turning in him. So we are, we, are, we are using whatever we have. That's why the Bible says daily pray, daily get into my word, daily praise him, daily meditate. For us who have been filled with speaking tongues every day, for you who haven't broken through in tongues every day, say, Lord, it is the day that I'm going to press through, I'm going to praise and worship, and I expect you to bring those new tongues. Why? Because God wants us to edify ourselves. Bless the Lord. So all those things, to use what God has given us. And you're going to say, Dave, let's have a look at the books. How did you use your talents? How did you use your time? How did you use your tithes? What did you do with what I give you? I entrusted all these things to you. What did you do? Uh, Romans 14, 12. Then Jesus shall give an account of himself to God. Just to make sure that I wasn't making it up. Romans 14, 12. Everyone, again, the context of Christians now, <coughs> not non-Christians. It's a different judgment, isn't it? We'll give an account to the Lord. Now that again, sh shake us up, Lord. Get our minds sober and right to actually look at the things we have in our lives and say, Lord, what am I doing with what you have given me? Am I treating this lightly? Am I squandering? You see, the flesh is lazy. Lazy, as he just said. It is lazy. It will just love to sit down in front of the box in the corner, hour after hour, allowing time to go. And it's a waste of time, isn't it? It is a waste of time. And again, not good for your body. I'm talking about the body, and I was reading an article today. And it said middle-aged people, 
some of us. Um, if, if you sit down and watch, they call it binge watching, you know, the old series, it says bad feel because you create clots and goodness. And Get up and move, they said. I don't know where we are. Um, but an account, give an account for one another. It's an amazing when we look at the talents. First of all, we notice everything was from God, wasn't it? The talent was from God. I give you. Everything's from God. It was God given. There was an accountability. God was asking him, how have you used it? Notice the man who didn't do it. He said, I was afraid. Fear. Fear. Goodness knows what that fear was of others. What other people have said of himself. Self-doubt, self-pity, self-conscious. All that. But God was having none of it, was he? What did he say? You wicked, lazy servant. That's powerful words by the Lord. He doesn't throw words around. He said, you didn't. See, and one man said, what I want on my tombstone, at least he tried. He said, doing nothing is inexcusable. Isn't it? Doing nothing with what the Lord has given us is inexcusable. Because we know that everything we have is being God-given. So if we do nothing with it, that, as he said, that is totally inexcusable from the Lord's point of view. So he says, whatever you have, uh, Luke 19, a parallel of it, he says, here I am, occupy till I come. Busy yourself till I come. Of course, our first protocol is our relationship with the Lord. Busy yourself with your relationship. And out of that, serving and looking and seeing. See, the more we know the Lord, the more we see opportunities, the more we see needs all around us. We really do. And uh, we can meet those needs. Uh, let's read our last reading. Um, Luke, Luke 12, 35. <coughs> now 40, 40, 40, 30, 40 to 44, sorry. Be therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household? to give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. Good and faithful servant. What is he doing? He's occupying. He's doing what God has put on his heart. And uh, God, what's God asked us to do? To know him and to show him. That's all. That's that's all. He, that's he's asking us. So remember, uh, when we are concerned about those things around us, remember um, God's gift to us. Bless the Lord. Those those people we don't like. God's gift to you. Bless the Lord. Why? To produce that fruit which is obviously lacking in your life. <laughs> uh, and when we think we haven't got, when we think there's some, God will bring that gift. Why? Because he's always in the business of us becoming more like him. So he's the owner, stewards. Let's watch how we uh, manage everything that we have because it is the Lord's. Amen. Bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org. Thank you.